Hello, Esoterics people. Welcome back to the Esoterics podcast. I'm Joe, and I am here with your Elise. Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Evil Eye. But first, uh, let's get caught up, Joe. What's going on? Let's see. Okay, so later today, um, I've got some errands to run, but then I'm going to go and join the gym. So, oh, yeah, that's exciting. Um, I'm not interested in any nonsense having to do with cardio. It maybe eventually. Yes. Um, I fucking yeah. hate cardio. I hate it <laughs> so much. Um, but I am going to take advantage of some of the classes, Pilates, yoga, that sort of thing. And then also oh, cool. um, the machines, um, the circuit training. So building muscles, you know, with like the leg machine, the arm machine and stuff like that. Just yes. to get myself. Um, I've noticed as I'm getting older and it's so stupid, but I get it uh, that I, you, you, it's harder to keep your balance. And you hear about old people oh, yeah. falling and that's freaking why. Yeah. It has something to do with your ears. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's the liquid in your ears, and it's also what causes vertigo. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's and as you age, I believe you lose it or you make less of it, and that's why like older people are more prone to vertigo and they're prone to losing their balance. But that's why the best things you can do for your health, especially as we continue to age, are maintaining your muscle mass and maintaining your flexibility yeah. or increasing your flexibility and that's what i'm that's what i'm doing so you know it's not like i'm you know like i need a walker or anything but i do notice it's like wait whoa you know what i mean like yeah um so i'm excited about that and then i am actually working on a full moon energy forecast um i'm going to release that tonight and i'm excited Mm -hmm. because this one is going to include a link to a free meditation that you can download and listen to anytime you want um, and that'll all be hosted on my Tools for the Modern Mystic um, page oh. on my website. So, very yeah, cool. look for that awesome. tonight. I'm excited about the guide. It's it's an it's a it's it gives us a forecast how to work with uh, background information, everything we know we need to know about the full moon in Virgo. But then also there's some other planets that are um, at play, mm-hmm. like Saturn and um, Venus and Uranus. And then it includes journal prompts and affirmations. So um, there's lots of cool things going on within this guide. Awesome. That's very cool. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Well, thank you. I was just looking into, because I have a stellium in my 11th house. I have three planets in my 11th house. And 11th house is about uh, community Mm -hmm. and yeah. And so one of the things that I realized that it means when I was doing this research is that when you've got that many and one of my plant, I have Pluto in there, Pluto Pluto sits in there as well. So it means that my community changes Mm -hmm. that like just as quickly as like I may meet people and they, and they come into my life. I also will move on pretty quickly, which is interesting because, you know, as I'm starting this, the practice with hosting regular ceremonies and, and regular meditations here locally, I was thinking for a minute, I was like, wait, what if everyone from last time can't come? And I was like, oh, no, that's not how it's going to work. Like, that's what I realized. I was like, that's not how it's going to work. It's going to be probably new people every time. And maybe, you know, there will be some recurring. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, there's going to be movement there. So there's going to be a flow. Yeah. Fluidity. One of the things that I've noticed since I opened, well, since I started reading way back in like 20, you know, like 14, but definitely since the studio in 2017 is that. I have, um, I've 
met and interacted with thousands of people. Um, yeah. But there is always this core group of people mm-hmm. that continue to book with me, you know, go to the events, that sort of thing. But then yes. it's interesting because your core group will also shift. And then you know, yeah. maybe there's 20 people that constantly do it for like one year. And then that slowly shifts into the next year where there's 20 yes. different people. So it's very cool. And that makes sense that, um, that that's coming up in your 11th house. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just, I was always wondered because when I look at my chart, it's very heavy. Well, I was born in the morning. And so normally morning charts are very heavy on the left side and then evening charts are heavy on the right. So I have a lot of planets just, you know, chilling in the same, same areas sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so just interesting to know what, what that's about and what it means. It is cool. It's, it's been so fun to learn astrology. It really has. Um, just, it, it just, it, explains so much that you have no idea Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that that you would be able to find an explanation for yeah uh i love it you have any more ceremonies coming up i do i have a new moon ceremony that is march 24th at raincross district here in the city of riverside california and then i have scheduled uh for april i'm going to start doing meditation mondays in april nice yeah, and we're going to do them every other Monday. So the first Monday will be April 3rd, and then the second one will be April 17th. And these will be likely like 6.45 so that we can start at 7 p.m. It'll just be a one-hour guided meditation so people can come in, get their meditation, and then go on with the rest of their week. Start your week off right. And that's so exciting. It Normally, I um, am okay with us living so far apart but in this one instance i'm like wait a minute i can't attend those then oh i know know. i'm mad oh well i can support you in other ways no but the next time you come over here we can plan something ahead of time and we can do something together oh we can do a collab won't that be fun oh like i just got all tingly We could do a live podcast recording. Oh my God. Yes. And a meditation and a gallery yeah. reading. Oh my God. We could do a whole thing. We could do a, yes. a day retreat. That's always super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Watch out world. Yeah. We're coming. <laughs> Esoterics girls are coming for you. Ooh, that reminds me. Um, I just finalized our logo. So we're going to have merch up. <gasps> You guys, yeah, is this not exciting? Or and let me tell you what. Okay, so normally when we first started this collaboration between Fiorelli's and I to do this podcast, um, I'm like, okay, you're in charge of the tech, and I'm in charge of like marketing and design, right? Because um, you know, um, that's my background. Well, this one here will just get a wild hair up her ass and be like, <laughs> I'm going to design something, and I'm like, okay. And then I'll see it, and I'm like, holy shit, that thing is fucking cool. So our new logo is fucking bomb. Wait Thank until you, you see it. Wait until you see it. And you know what's uh, what I, I think what I loved about it the most was that like I was inspired by you because that your last I told you your Akashic Records post I was like oh I love that vibe that like sixties retro like groovy um so yeah that's that was kind of what I was inspired by and that's the the uh, flow that I went with when working on it. Nice. Nice. Well, we share a Canva account. So, um, yeah. you know, we get See peeks everything. into what each other's doing. But um, yeah, yes. it's fun. It's fun. Awesome. Okay, good. That's exciting. When's, when does when is all this coming about? The merch and... By the time this show is launched, it'll be up on our website. Shut up. 
Okay. Yes. What are we having? Do you, can you tell or is it a surprise? It'll be a surprise because I got to see exactly how much we can do, but I know we can do t-shirts. So okay. it'll be, it'll be a surprise. All right. See, seriously, guys, I don't even know. Like this was all her. She's like, oh, we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll go have at it. Let's do it. All I know is that I'm going to be wearing my esoterics t-shirt out in public and I'm going to be like, listen, yes. listen, give us a listen. All right. Um, do you have announcements? If you want to have a reading with me, a live reading with me in person, make sure you check out the Psychic Sisters website and click on the readers tab because I have dates through June um, where you can book with me for a 30 minute reading. But here's something else. If you see, if you want to book with me in live in person, that's amazing. Great. I love it. I love meeting people in person. But if you would rather, you can book a Zoom with me if you book an Akashic Tarot reading. It's only $10 more and you get um, a full 60 minutes instead of 30 minutes. So it just depends on what you want, what you're looking at. And typically an Akashic Tarot reading will go into, we do, I do open your Akashic record. So there is stuff we go into it, but it's not the same as like booking a full blown Akashic Soul Blueprint reading or something. Ah, uh, okay. There's a little bit awesome. different, but. That's it. Yeah. All I can think about. What about you? What are your announcements? Just we have the one spot open for our retreat, mm -hmm. and that is the Journey Within in Nuego, Michigan. That is June 23rd through 25th. One spot, people. Yeah. One That's spot. That's it. For more details on that, you can just go to our website, esotericspodcast.com slash events. Well, today, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the evil eye. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I know what the evil eye like looks like and stuff, but I never went down the history and you know where it comes from and all that stuff. So that's what this is about. So my curiosity leads to me telling you about it. Okay, good. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I've never deep yeah. dove, I guess, into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So historically, the idea of the evil eye. So there's so first of all, let's differentiate that there's two things. One, there's evil eye as the curse or the belief of what happens. And then there's evil eye, the amulet, like the, the symbol and, and all that. And that's what you typically see is like the blue eye, the blue circle that looks like an eye. So by definition, historically, it stems from the belief that someone who achieves great success or recognition also attracts the envy of those around them. Mm -hmm. And then that envy in turn manifests itself as a curse that will undo their good fortune. Yeah. And then people believe that any jealous person can cast evil eye curse on them, whether it's intentional or not. So whether they're aware that they're jealous or not. Mm. Shamanism has this term and it's called um, it, you shoot emotions at somebody and it's called I don't, I don't there's a term for it, but it, it, it's based in shamanism. Uh, that you can like shoot arrows of envy at someone and give them yeah. something. Yeah. So that's that's the same same idea. That's essentially what it is. So different cultures kind of believe different things, but almost every culture has some kind of belief in evil eye. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. So the actual belief of evil eye is ancient and it's occurred in ancient Greece, Rome, and then it can be found in Jewish, Islamic, Buddhist and Hindu traditions and then also indigenous traditions here in North America and. Um, other folk societies like it's it's persisted from old world like obviously from you know greek roman times and well into now into modern times wow cool it is overall 
believed that usually children, newborn babies, pregnant ladies, and successful people are more prone to it. Aww. The vulnerable yeah. and the rich. Yeah. Uh, but even just like, you know, regular people, you can be prone because most of us have something that someone else wants. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of where the idea comes from is like someone has you have something that someone else might want, whether they are aware of their jealousy or envy around it. And when they kind of give a little bit too much of that energy towards you, you can take that on. And then, you know, so that's that's essentially the thing of where it comes from and how it manifests itself. But there's also some signs or symptoms of evil eye. So one of some of them are financial loss, vomiting and fever, heavy eyes and eyesight problems, the souring of milk of in nursing mothers, mm-hmm. uh, headache and body pain. And then I'm about to sound like a medicine commercial, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sudden mood swings, loss of appetite, insomnia, depression, fever, fatigue. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things you could... Oh, it could be written off as somebody placed an evil eye curtain on me. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> like pretty much, and stubbed my toe. Girl, you better That's an evil eye. <laughs> uh, what I thought was cool there is that the different languages um, or in different cultures, what different people call it. So in Hindi, in other lang- languages of South Asia, they call it Nazar. In Italian, is Malocchio. And in Spanish, is mal de ojo, which means uh, bad eye or ba- it's actually like it's actually a sickness of the eye is more more accurate. Um, Japanese is joshi. And then in Arabic is ein hara. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I my favorite is kind of malokio because yeah. it reminds me of Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say it so well, too. Yes, it's pretty. Uh, um, yeah, okay. So then let's talk about the amulet itself. So the amulet is what is believed to dispel the curse. So that's why the evil eye jewelry is like so popular. Yeah. And there's so many ways that you can use it, which I'll get into. But it's essentially what the evil eye is, is it's actually the charm meant to ward off the true evil eye. Um, it It's thought to transmute the energy through a, of the malicious glare stink eye stink eye <laughs> anti-stink eye yeah it has existed itself the visualization of it like the interpretation of it has existed in various permutations for thousands of years so there's idols carved out of gypsum alabaster that were found excavated in um, Tel Brak, Syria and they were believed to date back from before 3500 BC. Wow, cool. And then in ancient Egypt, the Eye of Horus, mm-hmm. which is also known as the Wajit Pendant, mm-hmm. was buried with pharaohs to protect them in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I love that. The Eye of Horus is one of my favorite symbols. Yeah, I love that. And I like to so the next one. Um, the Hamsa yes. is an amulet in the shape of a palm with an eye. And it is embraced by Jewish people, Christians, and Muslims in uh, Muslims in North Africa and the Middle East. It's also known, Hamza is also, it means hand of God. Mm-hmm. The eye symbol is so deeply embedded in the culture that even though it mostly, it, I mean, it definitely has pagan connotations and pagan roots, it's found its place within religious texts, including the Bible and the Quran. 
Interesting. You've listened, you've listed Christian um, inclusion twice. So, you know, um, there's a lot of things that um, even though it's in their history, they'll still, you know, discount (laughs) and criticize and you'll be, you know, yelled at for going to hell. You're going to hell for having these symbols in your, you know, life. So I'm sure that there's someone's, you know, super strict pastor out there that has told them that it's something devil or something yeah. you know there's always there's always one person that doesn't look into it the hand of mm-hmm. the devil the eye of the devil satan speaking of <laughs> the eye of <laughs> the eye of providence often embraced by freemasons is meant to symbolize god omniscience which we all know because it appears on the back of the U.S. $1 bill. I was just going to say, there's, yep, that's on our dollar bill. Yes. And then in Greek culture, the Greek philosopher Plutarch, um, he wrote in, it was called Symposiacs, suggested a scientific explanation to what evil eye was. He said that the human eye had the power of releasing invisible rays of energy that were in some cases potent enough to kill children or small animals. And what's more, he claimed that certain people possessed an even stronger ability to fascinate, citing groups of people in the south of the Black Sea who were uncannily proficient at bestowing this curse. So more often than not, those said to be adept to delivering the curse are blue-eyed. And that's why the the uh, amulet is typically blue. Dude, there was not one ounce of science in that. I, I don't know who this no. dude is, but he doesn't know what science is. <laughs> I know. So, um, but the, really the whole thing about the blue eye is more likely that it was um, a genetic rarity in the Mediterranean right. area. area right. And that's why. It's because it's more, it's like anything, right? It's usually in, in history, it's always like the one that's like thought like we should be scared of that because we don't know what it is because it's so rare. It, it just comes from well, that. Have There's, you ever seen the pictures of the little African children um, with blue eyes? I mean, to be fair, they are freaky looking. <laughs> I mean, blue eyes, blue eyes, dove, blue eyed devil, all that sort of stuff. I mean, blue eyes uh, are beautiful, but um, yeah, they can be very weird and freaky looking on ethnicities with darker skin. Right. Well, it just it's just the contrast yes, is all it is, it is right? Is, yeah. the, and it's, it's a stark contrast. The stark contrast, and it's like out of place, and it's like, you know, and, and blue eyes can be mesmerizing. Scorpios have very piercing, um, you know, clear um, eyes, mm. and those are the type of eyes that wear, you know. Well, Scorpios, hmm. you never know. There's a murderer behind <laughs> them. You never know. <laughs> we love our yeah. Scorpios. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah, there's some some parts in more northern European areas where they thought people with black eyes were the ones that could do the evil eye more because, you know, that's probably more rare or dark eyes. But yeah, so it's just because it was not easy to come by is all it was. It's, there's no science here, Plutarch. No, see, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But can I say, though, I have the darkest brown eyes I've ever seen in anybody. And mm-hmm. unless you look really um, deeply into them in the light, you can't see my pupil. Yeah. And so it does look like, you know, I have black eyes. Like you have black eyes? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do the evil eye. I, right? <laughs> stink eye. Because then I can eye. get my face in it and then they know. Right. <laughs> Whatever I'm trying to communicate, they know. 
Yeah, so it's still a tradition in Turkey to bring an evil eye token to newborn babies. And so this echoes the belief that young children are often the most susceptible to the curse. This is also true in like in, in my culture, in like Hispanic Latino culture. My mom, my so for those of you that don't know, my mom is from El Salvador. So, you know, where, wherever her her people came from, I think they would essentially be Mayans, but they were very, very colonized. So a lot of this stuff is very Spanish. Um, yeah, they, as soon as like, as soon as we're born, they slap a bracelet on us. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they slap a red bracelet on us to make sure nobody gives us the evil eye. Oh, you're protecting the babies. <laughs> what is the red significant for two? Yeah. So um, it's actually, I believe it actually comes from Hebrew culture. Um, that you wrap a red string around your hand and that helps to block off any bad energy coming in into your body. Um, almost every culture has their beliefs around it and therefore their own rituals on how to ward it off. So what I would recommend for someone who's interested is to look into your own culture and see what your culture believes and and maybe utilize some of that. I'm going to go through some of them, the ones that I found that were pretty interesting, um, but, but I just don't want to bore everyone by going through each individual one. <laughs> okay, so in Italian culture, malocchio is considered very, very harmful. Oh. So people use sacred rituals and amulets to ward off the curse. And when someone talks about something with pride, they use an expression called facendo corna, which with their hands, they're making the horn sign. So it's the like rock and roll yeah. horn sign by raising the forefinger and the little finger. And the horn sign plays a crucial role in warding off Italy's evil eye curse as Italians believe that this symbol has a sacred power to counteract the negative impacts cast by the hostile glance. Oh, so I like that. In pop culture, I thought this was because I wanted to, of course, you know, you kind of go down the rabbit hole. I want to know, like, what, how did that become popular, you know, with, with, with metalheads and all yeah. this stuff with rockers? Yes. Okay. So it's generally attributed to Ronnie Dio from uh -huh. Black Sabbath. Yes. Ronnie James Dio. So when he replaced Ozzy Osbourne, when Ozzy was either when he left or was kicked out of the band, I think that's still like up in the. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out right. one day, maybe. So Ozzy used to put up the double peace signs when he was done with his concerts, right? The double peace signs, and so when Dio came in to replace him, he wanted to have himself, you know, a thing that he did, but he wasn't going to copy Ozzy. So then that's when he started to do that, the, the the horn sign. And a lot of people for a while thought that he had invented it, but he always said in interviews, no, I didn't. He got it from his Italian grandmother. And he, so he said, it's not the devil sign like we're here with the devil. It's to ward off the evil eye or to give the evil eye, depending on which way you do it. So it's a bit like knocking on wood. Nice. So he actually attributed its actual, you know, roots, the, the yes, true the meaning cultural. to it instead of yeah. saying, oh, yeah, man, it's rock on. Man. Nah, no. Nah, nice. He knew what was up. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's very <laughs> cool. See, this is why it's always beneficial to go down rabbit holes and ask wait a minute what what is the origin of this seemingly yeah. little thing you we just you find out cool shit 
Yeah, exactly. So the horn sign does play a cru crucial role in warding off Italy's evil eye curses um, because they believe that it has a sacred power to counteract the negative impacts. But um, that's why people also hang or they wear horn-shaped red color protective amulets known as cornetti. Cornetti usually looks like a hot red pepper due to its shape and color, and it's commonly found everywhere, hanging in vehicles or outside the buildings in Italy. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, in African countries, Ethiopians use protective amulets known as kitab or invoke God's name to ward off destructive effects of what they call Buddha, B-U-D-A, or the evil eye. Mm -hmm. uh, they have some rituals to ward off the evil eye. So apart from using prayers to heal the victims, they they use things like mixing water with ash, salt, and lime, and then they bless it with ancient prayers. And then this water is then offered to the victim as as an emetic. And as the victim vomits it, the evil, yeah, <laughs> the, the evil spirit leaves their body. Mm-hmm. Also, they do hitting the victim's shoulder or arm by hand to force the evil spirit to leave the body. <laughs> Is that the origin of of um, slapping someone's back to stop them from choking or, you know? I mean, I just feel like that would open up. Imagine like you have like, oh, I just feel like siblings would abuse this so much. You just like slap. I was just slapping the evil eye off of you. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly and she's touching me they're touching me i'm just helping you he has what evil eye problem? i'm helping you uh all right and then in um spain and in latin america so mexico puerto rico and guatemala um and central america too because like i said my my mother pra practiced a lot of this we grew up my mom is very superstitious mm -hmm. so that's one of my favorite things about her <laughs> we talked about this all of, all the time like this was very prominent in our home when my son was a baby she at one point she was like he tiene mal de ojo we have to give him a, a cleanse and i'm like okay let's do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, a cleanse from what from the mal de ojo oh yes which which i'll i'll get into exactly how we do that okay um Okay, so mal de ojo is popular in Latin American culture, and its origin has been traced to the Eastern Mediterranean and the Greco-Roman traditions. So people of Latin America believe that mal de ojo is an intense, hostile glance filled with jealousy, da -da -da. so it's all the same. Um, they also believe that infants, pregnant ladies, and kids are the most vulnerable. So that's why pregnant women, again, when I was pregnant, my mom was like, you always have to have a red string tied around your belly. And I'm like, mom, I can't do that all the time. Mm -mm. But it was really good to like wear red um, or have some kind of pendant, like uh, have some th kind of protection, wear some kind of protection, especially when you're pregnant mm -hmm. was a big that was a big thing. Um, OK, um, and then so how they ward off the evil eye. So because newborns and infants are at high risk or they believe that they're at high risk, they often use garlic cloves th that comes from Roman tradition to keep the dark energies and spirits away. Uh, elders make triangular protection amulets for kids or their loved ones, and they contain coal, salt, and garlic to keep the hostile glance away. Alternatively, they place a few garlic cloves in a red string or under a baby's cap to protect them from the curse or unwanted attention. 
um, people also tie a red ribbon to animals, babies, or precious belongings so that the ribbon can gaze attention instead of a person or a thing. So that's what I've always thought was interesting because I know we did this a lot with the with the babies, right? The babies usually got our, the red bracelet. So that that was part of it, that it's like distracting the, the person's gaze. Um, instead of staring at the baby, they're staring at the bracelet. Wow, cool, cool. Some rituals, if you suspect that you have evil eye. <laughs> if you suspect this could be happening yeah. to you. My favorite is the egg cleanse. So the raw egg cleanse, traditionally how we've done it is we use the plant rue or ruda. And you just, so first of all, with rue, you have to be careful. It is a very temperamental, a very delicate plant. You definitely want to talk to the plant before you take a cutting. And if the plant does not belong to you, like let's say it's at your friend's house or somewhere, your neighbor's house, that's going to sound weird. You have the person who's planted is has to be the one who takes the cutting from it. Oh, that's cool, though. I mean, yeah, yeah but honestly, you can't just walk up to somebody's freaking garden and snip shit like it. it it's mm. it's it's. It's lovely that your friend says, I will cut this for you and give this to you. I think it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just, a, it's rude. But also with rue, if you do that, uh, most likely the plant will dry out. Like if you take without asking and if you take it and it's not yours, the rest of the plant will dry out. Like it will get mad and it will. Like, <laughs> well, it sounds like it's cutting off its own nose despite <laughs> its face, but it's, it's, the, yeah. it's rue's business. Yeah, so so you take a, a couple sprigs of rue, and then you take some agua florida, uh, Florida water. I knew what that was. And <laughs> and then you get a raw egg, and you uh, roll it around in in this, and then you can say a prayer if you want to, or you can just ask for protection. Um, you can kind of set the intention as to what you're trying to do with the egg, and then if you are doing this you should tie a red string around your right hand and then use that hand to do the actual cleanse and that again stops the energy from attaching itself to you especially if you're doing it on somebody else when uh, you are also going to want to prepare a clear glass um, and this can just be any kind of clear glass but this one glass is what you're going to use specifically for your egg your egg limpias don't drink out of it later like even if you wash it and stuff don't put it back where other people are going to use it this is your one glass that you use just for this set it aside um and so you fill up that glass like three quarters of the way with water um you pass the you sweep the raw egg over the body um whether you're doing this on yourself or you're doing it on another or somebody else and you, typically you start with the head and you just kind of like gently massaging right um and you work your way down the body from the head all the way down but you're always kind of in sweeping motions like sweeping out the energy and then you crack the egg into that glass of water now this was not included in any research that i've done this is just my personal experience when somebody has evil eye and you crack that egg mm -hmm. you can see the eye in the yolk and there will be an eye in the yolk really Yes. Really? Yes. And I have seen this myself. Remember when I had that limpia from the practitioner here in Portland? Yes. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> like, I totally blamed you for getting like manhandled. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea, but I was like, you should have told me. Because she was, she was not gentle. 
There was no gentle. <laughs> no, she was. I rough, mean, <laughs> and she cracked that egg, and luckily there was no evil eye in that thing. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of explanations as like different things that you can see in the egg. Um, but there's also some a lot of practitioners who say it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter like interpreting the egg and reading it and all that stuff. Like, sure, if you want to, but essentially what you're doing, what the egg is doing is it is removing the evil eye energy or just the negative energy that may be sitting, you know, in your etheric field and it is now expunged. So like reading it is just an extra step that is or is not really necessary, yeah. you know? My legs were tingling when you said that, which, you know, you know, I mean, you know what that means. That's like validation yeah. or confirmation. So you're telling me that you have cracked the egg and then you look and within the egg, you see the evil eye, which makes sense because then yes. it's been extricated from. Um, so technically, yeah. you know, my science brain is like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> is it, what is the evil eye, right? It's intention. Yes. When you so when you see it, you're seeing that somebody has hit them with a negative intention. Yeah, yeah. So there are some people that also believe that evil eye can be given to you by your parents, like even like your even like somebody that's like well intentioned because they are putting their intentions onto you. Yeah, I mean, like when yeah, when someone expects you to do a certain thing to act a certain way then they're putting their intentions their own intentions onto you they're placing that energy onto you and yeah and so then you can kind of take that on and so when you have like x when you're carrying around excess energy of things that don't belong to you that's essentially what evil eye is yeah, yeah. very cool very cool yeah again as we explore different cultures and meanings and belief and all that stuff fundamentally every single culture has the same yeah. belief it's just the yeah. way that it's um sort of not celebrated well celebrated but also you know expunged they're just different yes yeah, yeah the cool. yeah the different ways that it's dealt with yeah. yes um um so that's why i say like look towards your culture and then if you're disconnected from your own culture you can you can generally use any of these you're not hurting anyone as long as you don't go like trying to charge people to do it on them or whatever that's probably misappropriation or whatever but if you're using these things for yourself like doing an egg limpia on yourself like you're not hurting anyone but you might be wasting eggs because eggs are very expensive right now <laughs> and <laughs> I'd rather, because you can't you, you can't do limpia and then scramble it with some butter and no salt, right well no uh oh yeah that's a good point thank you for bringing that up um after you are done with the egg i like to flush mine down the toilet Throw in the trash. Don't put it in your compost because eventually you're gonna eat that. Don't do that. Um, yeah, throw it in the trash or just I just flush it down the toilet. That's usually my go-to. <sighs> the Capricorn in me is like, no, that is wasteful. I know, <laughs> but no, you don't want to eat that energy later. <laughs> throw it in the trash. Sorry. <laughs> okay, if that is wasteful, there are other things you can do to cleanse yourself. Okay. So let's let's get into okay, those. what are those. <laughs> Okay, so there's um, this stuff called espond, which is wild rue seeds. So these are believed to ward off evil eye, and this is practiced in Afghanistan, Iraq, Tajikistan, and parts of India and Pakistan. So in Afghanistan, different families recite their own versions of the espond, a balabond chant, which translates to the evil hanger. Hmm. Espond is similar to a dream catcher, but for negative energies or balaas. 
with a warm earthy scent and it is usually burnt on a piece of aluminum foil over an open fire and then once the smoke appears various chants are recited with the thematic messages around shooing negative energy and unwelcoming the evil eye oh i love that have you ever smelled that before no uh no i didn't even know that there was wild roost no i would love to smell that because there aren't a lot of like i don't like the smell of sage at all and i don't really care for palo santo either um i would love to find something um you know like that just for intention you know so you can also use sage but again like just be aware of where it comes from and because there are some cultural misappropriations going on with that and it has put white sage at risk in some areas so because they're not technically endangered like so you just you just gotta stay stay up to date on like current goings on with sage okay so i have a question Mm -hmm. if i have a garden let's say i'm a white lady Mm -hmm. (laughs) hello white ladies (laughs) hello and i have sage in my garden and i lovingly tend this and i water it and i clip it and the sage is is is, it's yours it's mine can i then bundle it dry it bundle it and then use that in my practices for my own personal use yeah yes exactly yeah that's that's yours and that's how i have my sage plant too because that way I know where it comes from. And my sage plant looks so pretty right now. It has mm-hmm. the prettiest yellow flowers right now. Yes. I still don't, so, like, yes. I don't like the smell of it. But I but I, I do like it as an herb in my cooking. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, when it when some butter. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's delicious. It is yes. delicious. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to clarify that because, um, you know, sage is such um, – there's such a there can be some controversy around it yeah there can be um so if also if sage is not your thing you can also use incense incense is great the term incense comes from the latin root incensum and that translates to that which is burnt so that's that's all you're doing <laughs> Literally. so great thank you thank you mm-hmm. latins mm-hmm. um so <laughs> The origins on burning incense are debated. Like, no one really knows if it's actually ancient Egypt or ancient China. Probably both. I mean, why can't we have both? Anyway. But the uh, incense types recommended when you're trying to ward off evil eye or cleanse yourself of evil eye. Sandalwood, patchouli, agar wood, Mm. and vetiver. 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 Um, That is a... uh... There's an oil. It's an essential oil. Yes. It's that blue yeah. and it's stinky. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's musky. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then also you can use Palo Santo and that's just, you know, you just burn it and kind of cleanse your room. It's kind of the same way you would use sage. Also, though, if you don't, I was going to tell you, if you don't like sage and you don't care for Palo Santo, I've bought cedar bundles oh. when I was in in arizona mm-hmm. um and it was like the locally you know locally harvested from their cedar trees and it smells it smells like a beautiful forest does it like, okay i love it i'll try yes. it i'll try it i i think it's just it's it's mostly smoke i just don't like smoke um yeah. and really the only incense that i just dig and cannot get enough of is nag champa which is very you mm-hmm. know the classic nag champa yeah um so yeah another easy way to kind of remove remove uh, evil life from yourself as well are spiritual baths and there's a lot you can kind of google the herbs that work best with it but rue is a really easy one to boil boil in um rue 
um, a few cloves of garlic and some lavender and you boil it down and then add it to your bath water or if you don't have a bath you can also let it cool down to like room temperature or just warm enough so after you take a shower you just pour it on yourself and then you let yourself air dry oh that's lovely that's how my parents always did it because we didn't have tubs we grew i grew up in apartments and generally we didn't have tubs so yeah that's my my parents were huge on doing um there you know there weren't baths i guess technically mm -hmm. but yeah that's how they would do them mm -hmm. um Thanks. okay and so for your everyday everyday life things you can do to ward off the evil eye <laughs> are you can wear amulets charms the symbols and and whichever one you know if you have one that you jive with more maybe because it's related to your own culture go with that one but i also like that there's have you seen that there's like all the different colors of the evil eye mm -hmm. So you can wear the charms and they also help to kind of bring in more depend more of one thing depending on what the color is. So red is for courage, orange is for creativity, green for prosperity, white is for clarity, yellow for health, blue for calmness, purple for balance, and pink for affection. Nice. Yeah. So are these charm bracelets or something? Yeah. So the evil eye, I mean, whether you draw it or buy beads mm -hmm. or or whatever, because, yeah, you can buy charms like on Etsy and however you want to wear them. If you want to be specific about what you're what you are trying to attract, mm -hmm. then you can use use those the specific color. It's interesting because the evil eye is so, you know, the symbol is so commercialized and it's just so, it's just very basic and I don't really care for eyeballs on my jewelry. So, uh -huh. but I have always at the back of my mind um, had, that's one of the symbols that I would really love to, um, you know, using mixed metals and like that mm. rustic bohemian sort of, you know, style that I love so much, try to, um, you know, put my own spin on um, the evil eye and see if I can do anything with it. Um, mine always has, it was envision it with like eyelashes too. So, oh, um, but not campy, <laughs> but just, you know, yeah, yeah. so I just, I haven't gone there yet, but um, yeah, it, it's just, you know, something that maybe oh, in the future I will. I really love the eye of horrors. Yes. Um, just because I, I like the, I like the scrolly. I like the little. Yes. Scrolly, it's, it's scrolly fantastic bits. mascara or eyeliner. And the the ham saw I love mm -hmm. as well. Um, I want one of those because I've seen people that put them like in their house or like in the front of their house. Ham saw. So I've seen some really yeah oh, yeah I've seen some really pretty ones. Um, I have a um a sun catcher that I did with a ham saw hand on it. Oh, pretty. So yeah, so that's those are all the different ways in which you can ward off the evil eye, be aware of the evil eye. If you believe in such things, I don't know. Do you think, do you think that whether or not someone even believes in this stuff, like affects them or not? I, yes, a hundred percent. Like, I'm not saying that I don't believe in this stuff, but I don't believe in this stuff. And so it's, it's, it's completely oblivious to me. I'm completely yeah. oblivious to stuff like this, but mm -hmm. 
I believe other people believe it and I believe that it does hold power and I believe that the um, practices and the it's all super cool and interesting and amazing and all that stuff. But for me in my everyday life, if somebody gives me, throws me the evil eye, I'm clueless <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's your problem? <laughs> I ain't, I'm like, uh-uh. Hey, what Not over here. Not over here. Right. <laughs> Rude take that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that regardless of whether or not you believe in it or you like you believe in it 100%, you don't lose anything by having some kind of practice to like cleanse yourself, remove whatever extra stuff, you know, maybe may sitting on you. Yeah, and it can and, be fun too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your self-care, yep. right? Like your your self-care sometimes already takes care of things like that. That's why we mm-hmm. get massages. Mm-hmm. That's why we, you know, take baths, even if we're not like super setting the intention of like, oh, this bath is cleansing this, this, is, you know, I'm doing this, this and that with it. Just the act of doing it itself. Yeah, it's the intention. Yeah, is healing. So, and and with a lot of these, especially ancient indigenous practices, it's again, it's not that I don't believe in those either. Because um, the first, the last energy that I would fuck with would be like Native American or you know Central American or anything like that. Like that is some serious, potent, you know, um, energy. And they have had these practices for thousands of years, and they had them for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think that there is a lot of mysticism surrounding them, but it's also based in like legitimate cultures. And I think it's beautiful. So for that matter, of course, I'm going to engage in things like limpias and, um, you know, stuff like that. But just for the everyday, you know, um, general overview of somebody, you know, gives me the evil eye and now I'm cursed. I'm like, listen, the only curse is that I have to, you know, and have this person in my life if they're going to curse me. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Um, what I think is exa- a practical example of how this shows up is, you know, when you're doing something and no one's watching and you're just doing it just fine. But like the moment people are looking at you, mm-hmm. you fuck it up mm-hmm. like that's evil eye. Right. Or when you're trying to say, look, when you when when something won't work and somebody's over your shoulder and they're going to help yeah. you and then you do it and it works. It's like, son of a yep. bitch. Yep. Yeah. So have you ever been cursed that you know of? Uh, I mean, I know my mom would regularly. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So we're going to get personal here. <laughs> okay. So me growing up, like we didn't see a lot of family. Like there was a lot of family that was cut off. Like because my mom is like, she's how I learned to hold grudges. Like my mom will hold a grudge <laughs> like, like no other. What's her I mean, sign? She's a Pisces, but she's like an Aries moon. Oh, there you go. That Aries. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She's, yeah. For example, she didn't talk to her sister for like 23 years. <laughs> That's a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so there was a lot of people that a lot of people in our family who we did not see, we would not be around. And when I would ask like, hey, how come we don't see like, you know, so and so be like, oh, because they're envious <laughs> and and they 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 give mal de ojo like we don't go around them. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you personally, like, um, nobody's ever, like, 
you know, the word hasn't gotten back to you that they actually did some sort of, you know, curse on you with like, um, you know, a ceremony or ritual or something like that. Yeah, I don't think it has to be that intentional for for it to happen. So I would say yes, because like I had so one of the people that we avoided for years was this and it was an aunt. Mm-hmm. I won't say I won't yeah. say on which side or anything. Yeah, she was an aunt. And she was an aunt through marriage. Okay, so not, I'll say that much. I'll say that much. She was not yeah. she's not a she's not a blood aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we avoided her forever. And then at some point for some reason my parents decided to let these these people back into our lives. And so when I was in high school, I would see her um very regularly. And that time of my life was very difficult Mm -hmm. like that time of yeah I remember like I thinking back on it now like things were very hard um and then as soon as there was distance um and I didn't see her anymore didn't see them anymore yeah things got better so Mm -hmm. you know I I honestly hadn't really thought about it until this moment but yeah, I think there are. I think absolutely. Because especially with her, everything was always like, um, it was all co- always comparison. It was always, she was always trying to compare me with her daughters. And it was like, we're different people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not your kid. And there was one incident that happened. That family won't listen to this podcast. And even if they do, I mean, I mean. welcome. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, we, I went on a trip with my my uncle and so then his wife and then my cousins and so it was actually two families and uh, I had like four or five cousins who were there my parents did not come with me it was just me and then my grand my grandparents were there my grandmother was there and we were in a double cab truck pickup truck and me and my cousins were in the back. We were, you know, in the in the bed of the truck because they had one of those um, cover things or whatever. Mm-hmm. A cab. So the camper, that's what it's called. So the whole entire trip, it was to Laughlin. So this is, you know, five, like six hours or so. And at one point on our way back, my I was sitting in the back of the cab, not in the camper with my cousin. And we're just like sitting back there talking. We're like sitting in the parking lot. I think we're waiting to leave. And so I'm just waiting for the adults to come in so then I can move into the back, into the camper with the rest of the kids. And then, because my grandma was the one sitting in the back of the cab. So my grandma comes and I'm like, oh, grandma, like, let me move. And she's like, no, she's like, it's okay. I'll go in the back. It'll be more comfortable for me. Um, And I'm like, are you sure? And then even like, so then my aunt comes over and she's like, are you sure you want to sit in the back? And and she's like, no, it'll be more comfortable for me because I want to lay down. And my grandma always had problems with her hips and stuff, whatever. All right. So then we finally get home. And this bitch, this aunt, goes and she tells my mom that I refused to move from the back of the cab and wouldn't give up my seat to my grandma. And that I made my grandma sit in the back of the camper. And my mom it didn't even fucking ask me what happened. Uh, and she instant and she hit me. I and I was so pissed. Oh, did she did your grandma like explain things and yes yeah then what'd your mom yes. do was your did your mom feel bad yes good yes <laughs> yep. sorry sorry Theralisa's yes. mom but yeah. that was rude <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So then my my yeah, thankfully my grandma came to defend me and she was like, No, that is not what happened. And then, you know, she explained exactly what had happened. And I was like, see, I told you. And I was like, that's what you get for believing her word, even though you you literally raised me to never trust her. And then here you are. And then so then after that, like that uh, we went back to what it was what it was before, Ooh. which is we don't see them. Oh, you called and you called your mom out too about not trusting yeah. your aunt. And it, this is like, yeah, a, this is a novella. This is what this yeah. is. <laughs> so then what happened? Right? So was, yeah. So then that, so then that was uh, essentially the end of, and the end of that. And uh, yeah, we, we didn't have the same, we, we were, we were never close. They were not allowed into our house anymore. And then, yeah, that's were. crazy. Like what that was, that's like intentionally man- malicious when she knows damn well what your grandma said. So that's mm-hmm. really crazy that she would just make that up for no reason other than just to be meten- intentionally malicious. Just to be malicious. To be yeah. Malicious. And also just to be a dumb bitch because it wasn't like my grandma couldn't talk and like explain I mean, what actually happened. I mean, you know, I am. Yeah. So, okay. So this was when I first had my, um, I first had my, my real legitimate awakening in like 2014. Um, and then of course, once that happens, then I started joining, you know, like groups on Facebook and right. So, okay. So, Mm. so I joined this group at the time. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a group similar to like the one that we have, but it was just, you know, run by a, an intuitive, um, who would, you know, exposed to who, who, where I got my first it, 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 being exposed to all things woo. Right. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was problematic. Let's just say, um, she yes. was unreliable. You would book with her and she wouldn't show up. She would no show. <sighs> she would cancel at the last minute. Um, oh you'd God. have to reschedule. And this is one of the reasons why I do not cancel and I do not um, reschedule. Uh, yeah. Unless it's absolutely, absolutely necessary because right. people, when, when people book a reading with you, they invest so much energy and emotion into that. They're looking for answers. The days they count the days down until they actually like, it's very, very, they're very emotionally invested. So when you just randomly cancel on somebody or say, Oh, I've got to reschedule or, you no show or something, it yes. pisses them off. And there have been instances when I didn't show up or whatever, um, because I screwed up my calendar. People yeah. are pissed and you can feel that yes. energy. And um, yes. and I get it. But anyway, so she was just, she was a, a shit show, a hot mess. She was also manipulative. She would, you know, um, you know, milk, bilk, I don't want to bilk people for money, but, um, you know, she would tell them that there were things that she found that they need to pay for and all this other stuff. So she, Oh, those types. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was hot garbage. Just not, yeah, not cool. Yeah. So anyway, yes. um, the more that we worked together, I realized, Oh, we have several past lives together, several. And uh-huh. they were in every fucking past life. This bitch killed me. And then Kathy Hargrove, <laughs> um, friend of the community and the pod and moderator yeah. and everything. Kathy knows who this is and she knows, um, I mean, Kathy was the one validating all of these past yeah. lives for me. Yeah. So finally in this life, I was like, all right, this person brings nothing into my life. She's manipulative. She's an asshole. She's two faced. Um, I, I, I'm going to cut ties with her because it doesn't do any good. And she, and she ain't going to kill me in this lifetime either. So I cut ties. Mm -hmm. Well, as narcissists do, um, they then lash out 
And then so she started talking shit. She started saying that I was this. She started sending people to my group because I started my own group, which is now the current day esoteric podcast community. Um, I started my own group. It was originally for empaths. She would send people there to spy on me to make sure that I wasn't (laughs) using her content. I wasn't even a part of her group anymore, but she really was an asshole. All right. So fast forward a couple weeks and I found out through another friend that her and this other person who is now her number two, um, Uh were, had, had quote unquote placed a curse on me. They had cursed me and for my (laughs) business to fail. Uh And the thing about this person was that they dabbled in black, black magic, black arts. Mm. So there Mm -hmm. was this energy of the unknown and the energy of fear. And so it was always, I was always like, well, okay, I don't really believe in that stuff, but what if, right? Mm-hmm. So then another one of my very, very close friends, actually, um, he's a member of the um, the Esoterics group, and he um, gives classes at Oracle's Apothecary in Lansing, um, Eli Stewart. Mm-hmm. Eli, she's a talented psychic medium, um, psychic artist. He's wonderful. But he also specializes in conjure magics. Oh, okay. um, yes. He, and, um, and so, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, is this, is this a bitch, you know, mm-hmm. what is this? Tell me about this so I can understand this. And he's like, yes, ah. he's like, please, she, she tried to learn from me and she doesn't know shit. And so <laughs> I was like, that's all I needed to know. Right. Okay. So then I was able yeah. to let that go. Right. And, yeah. the, and, and, but it also forced me to sort of deep dive into it and say, is this real? Is this just me giving it the ability power. to be real, giving uh-huh. it power, that sort of uh-huh. thing. Um, and then, you know, I just let it go and I was done and I did a cord cutting ceremony and I yes. have not heard about her or from her. I've seen little, you know, snips here and there. Um, you know, I know she tried a podcast um, a couple a couple years ago and she tried doing yeah. some things. She tried opening her own studio, but I'm pretty sure everything that she has tried has not come to fruition and yeah. um, it's like what? that's what happens when you wish that upon but, someone else right these two stupid bitches tried to <laughs> put curses on me and yeah, i'm just like you know, cursing themselves right? like well you know that's what you get yeah fuck around and find out so anyway so so that's yeah. really why i have such a um you know a, a like I'm saying, I'm not saying that I don't believe what I'm yeah. saying is that I get to decide what happens yeah. to me. It, no, absolutely. Um, and that's why as much like candle magic and ritual stuff that I do work with and I and I do participate in, I personally won't don't touch anything with like hexes right. or anything like that, just because I'm not skilled at that. And I and I just don't want it. I don't want to like, it's not, uh, it doesn't call to me really. No. And I think it's intention. And again, it's when you intent, when you have the intention to connect to the highest level spirit guides, guardians, angels, and and goodness and positivity and all that stuff. That's not mm-hmm. toxic positivity. You're just saying, this is the energy that I want to connect to. Yes. There are those people that do again, specialize in conjure magic and stuff. And it's not, yes. nece- it's not a bad magic. It is, no. it is darker magic. It is, um, but it's also, it can be very beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah, we can, well, we live on a, we, there's a spectrum, right? There's yep. a spectrum of energies and, and we're not constantly just tuned into the same frequency all the time we, we move. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, 
there, there's kind of a lot, but I, you brought up a couple of great points. So one is if you do feel like there has been some kind of attachment because, you know, you had some kind of energetic thing that happened with the person, a cord cutting is great um, to do on top of just your own cleansing work that you might do on yourself, doing a cord cutting ritual, even if it's just a cord cutting meditation where yeah. you imagine yourself picturing that person, picturing a, a cord coming from your heart center to theirs and and then imagine yourself cut like literally cutting that cord severing that cord um and then also remembering that we do form energetic cords with people and and they they fade they dissipate with time and especially if like the interaction wasn't very long but you continue to give that cord power and that connection power the more you talk about it, the more you talk about them, the more you say their name specifically, the more you say their name. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to avoid or or let go of something that's happened with someone, um, don't say their name um, and then limit who you limit who you talk to about and how you talk about it, because you, you are just forming new connections every time you talk about the experience. Great. Energy is intention. Energy is manifestation. Energy manifests matter, that sort of thing. You keep saying their name, they're going to come into your life in certain yeah. ways. It, think of it like Harry Potter, not or the Harry Potter community, not wanting to say the name Voldemort. And Harry's ah. like, I'll say it. <laughs> and every time Harry says and it, everyone's like, don't say that name. And he's like, Voldemort. <laughs> Harry's not afraid. And then of what happened? He killed Voldemort. Fucking yeah. Voldemort. Fuck you, Voldemort. <laughs> no nose having ass bitch. <laughs> well, what is it? My favorite um, insult is is they called him Moldy Voldy. I'm like, oh, oh sick burn. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. I'm like, well, that's rude. Oh man. Oh. All right. Well, thank you for that. And that was really fun. Lots of good information, um, great conversation. And um, I love hearing about the history of the evil eye and how it all came about. So excellent. Me too. Me too. Um, well, friends, um, that means that it is time to say goodbye. Um, but listen, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast, of course, and then catch us on Facebook, hanging out in the podcast community. Um, it's a safe place to uh, explore, ask questions, post um, memes, and um, but our favorite thing is when people ask questions um, and want to deep dive deeper into these cool topics. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do.